prayer revealed by Apollo in remembrance of the Rizvan festival, but for every day. Praise be to thee, O thou, our Lord, the most merciful. This is one of the days of the festival that thou hast named Rizvan, a festival wherein thou hast manifested thy sovereignty to all who are in thy heaven and on thy earth. Notwithstanding that the people have arisen to harm thee and to extinguish thy light, and wherein the luminary of thy oneness has shone forth from the dayspring of thy house upon all things visible and invisible. I beseech thee, O my God, by this day and by him whom thou hast made to be the dawning place of thy revelation and the dayspring of thine inspiration to ordain for thy loved ones the good of this world and of the world to come, and to number them with those whom not can, dis can distract from thy remembrance and praise. Strengthen then their hearts in such wise that the ascendancy of those who have disbelieved in thee and in thy signs may never dismay them. O Lord, illumine their eyes with the light of thy knowledge and, and their hearts with the splendor of thy countenance. Bind then their souls and spirits together, that through their unity, all the inhabitants of thy dominion may become united. Potent art thou over all who are in the kingdoms of thy revelation and creation. Thou verily art the Almighty, the All-Bountiful. Praise be thou, the Lord of the world. An account of the history of the Twelfth Day of Rizvan, written by Sanjay Vreeland. The departure of Baha'u'llah from the Garden of Rizvan at noon on May 3rd, 1863, witnessed scenes of tumultuous enthusiasm no less spectacular, and even before touching, than those which greeted him when leaving his most great house in Baghdad. The great tumult, wrote a witness, associated in our minds with the day of gathering, the day of judgment, we beheld on that occasion. Believers and unbelievers alike sobbed and lamented. The chiefs and notables who had congregated were struck with wonder. Emotions were stirred to such depths as no tongue can describe, nor could any observer escape their contagion. Mounted on his steed, a red roan stallion of the finest breed, the best his lovers could purchase for him, and leaving behind him a bowing multitude of fervent admirers, Baha'u'llah rode forth on the first stage of a journey that was to carry him to the city of Constantinople. Numerous were the heads, Nabil himself, a witness at that memorable scene recounts, which on every side bowed to the dust at the feet of his horse and kissed its hooves, and countless were those who pressed forward to embrace his stirrups. How great the number of those embodiments of fidelity testifies a fellow traveler, who casting themselves before that charger preferred death to separation from their beloved. Methinks that the blessed steed trod upon the bodies of those pure-hearted souls. God it was, Baha'u'llah himself declares, who enabled me to depart out of the city of Baghdad, clothed with such majesty as none, except the denier and the malicious, 
can fail to acknowledge. These marks of homage and devotion continued to surround him until he was installed in Constantinople. This is Jesus calling for May 2nd. Living in dependence on me is the way to enjoy abundant life. You are learning to appreciate tough times because they amplify your awareness of my presence. Tasks that you used to dread are becoming rich opportunities to enjoy my closeness. When you feel tired, you remember that I am your strength. You take pleasure in leaning on me. I am pleased by your tendency to turn to me more and more frequently, especially when you are alone. When you are with other people, you often lose sight of my presence. Your fear of displeasing people puts you in bondage to them and they become your primary focus. When you realize this has happened, whisper my name. This tiny act of trust brings me to the forefront of your consciousness where I belong. As you bask in the blessing of my nearness, my life can flow through you to others. This is abundant life. 